0: From hook and bullet to policy and science, we're here to discuss and dissect all matters of importance to Montana's rugged landscape and the people and wildlife that call it home. This is Montana Untamed. On the 1st of September, the U.S. Interior Department announced that the last energy lease in the Badger-2-Medicine area had been relinquished. This piece of ground, surrounded by the Blackfeet Indian Reservation, Glacier National Park, and the Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex, is considered sacred to the Blackfeet tribe. It was also considered so valuable by the Louisiana-based Solenex LLC Energy Company that they held on to the lease through seven presidential administrations, two federal court fights, and 40 years of negotiations. And just a note here for listeners, about a year ago, we recorded an episode um, that really uh, goes into the history and uh, the decades long legal back and forth of the Badger 2 Med. Um, it was on its way to a second round before Washington DC Court of Appeals uh, in November of 2022. Uh, but today I have uh, Rob Cheney, managing editor of the Missoulian newspaper with me um, to give us an update on. Uh, what's happened. So, Rob, what's changed since a year ago when we last talked about the Badger 2-Med?
1: Well, hey, Tom. Uh, The biggest thing is a settlement finally got reached between the Solenex LLC, the Louisiana-based company that's held this lease for all these decades, uh, and the federal government to relinquish uh, the rights to drill on the Badger 2-Med. And I don't know the value uh, or how much money got spent on that. Um, I have heard it was in the millions of dollars. Uh, but the actual uh, public value of that lease in terms of what they originally paid for it back in 1982, and then uh, some payments that they made just to keep the thing current, was about, I think, $32,000. <laughs> hmm. Um Nevertheless, uh, Solenex, um, which was owned by a guy named Sidney Longwell, um, he died a few years ago. His uh, family and the rest of the owners of, of uh, Solenex hung on to the lease and kept fighting, even though I think it was 27 other companies, uh, all excuse me, 29 other leaseholders, all voluntarily relinquished their leases back in uh, between 2010 and, and 2016. Um, the Solenex folks just held out and held out and held out, um, until last week when, uh, interior announced they finally let it go. Okay. So, um, just to be clear,
0: these were just, these were just leases held. No, no actual drilling or any sort of, um, resource extraction has happened in the
1: area. Uh, That is correct. Uh, This piece of land is uh, 6,247 acres, and it sits in a sort of a flattened T-shaped rectangle um, just off of Highway 2 Hmm. as you come over the Marias Pass summit uh, heading towards East Glacier. Um, It's kind of right in the middle of that stretch of road. Um, you can't see it from the road, but the um, South Fork of the Two Medicine River flows just southeast of the road, and the, uh, the lease actually straddled the river. Um, it never was developed. I don't believe, I think there might have been a uh, two-track road for some exploration work to be done there, but nobody had ever had a chance to drill it or develop it or otherwise do any work on it. Right. And while there were a number of other leases in that Badger 2 Medicine area, nobody else had ever punched a hole in it, as far as I know.
0: Okay. Um, so let's go through, you know, we talk about decades of legal back and forth. Um, let's give folks a uh, roadmap, you know, a timeline of the Badger 2 Medicine and, you know, these leases.
1: Well, to start at the very beginning, we go back 12 12- thousand years Um, (laughs) not to be too david attenborough on you but uh the blackfeet actually did do a um, uh, sponsor a great deal of archaeological and anthropological research of the area and they uh scientifically confirmed their occupation of that territory literally going back twelve thousand years or more wow um they considered it a, a major part of the landscape in their uh creation stories Um, it's got deposits of uh, various minerals that they use in in sacred ceremonies it's got plants that are involved in ceremonies and medicinal uh, practices and a whole bunch of other uh, history and culture uh, wound up in their existence and that's why they had uh, back in 19 Uh, Seventy-four, I think it was, um, initially publicly announced to the world that this was a special place to them and nobody should be doing anything to it. Um, That aside, in 1982, the Reagan administration uh, announced that it was going to actively encourage energy exploration all over uh, public lands. And that included um, a good chunk of the Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex. Um, If you've been around in Montana a long time or you see a pickup truck that's been around for a long time, you might see a very old bumper sticker that says, don't bomb the Bob. And that was a environmentalist campaign objecting to plans to do seismic testing all up and down the Bob Marshall Wilderness from Missoula to Glacier Park, uh, looking for oil and natural gas deposits. Um, at that time, they leased a whole bunch of, uh, the Bob Marshall area and, uh, the Badger 2 medicine is kind of right there in a little triangle between the Bob Marshall Glacier Park and the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. And a bunch of leases got put in there, um, for mainly, a, uh, an average of a dollar an acre. But, uh, the whole project was kind of put on ice from uh, wilderness advocates who objected to having that kind of activity going on in federal wilderness areas. And then the tribes raised the point that as a sovereign nation, they needed to be officially consulted on uh, areas that they considered highly sensitive to their culture. And that consultation had never occurred. Hmm. So in response... The, uh, the Interior Department actually um, put all those leases on ice and uh, began to systematically cancel them all later in the 1980s and the 1990s. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, there was no active exploration. The bombing didn't happen for the most part. Um, and the whole thing kind of went dormant. Um, in 2006, uh, Republican U.S. Senator Conrad Burns uh, actually got a law passed prohibiting further oil and gas leasing in federally controlled lands within the Badger 2 Med. Um, Max Baucus, who was the uh, Montana's other senator at the time, was also active in uh, getting that taken off the uh, exploration possibilities, and then, uh, like I said, in 2010, most of the leaseholders um, voluntarily gave up their leases or accepted buyouts, Uh, but it was about 2010 that Solenex decided to dig in its heels and say, no way, no how, and it sued the federal government uh, in order to activate its lease, and then that trial banged around in the federal court system for the next, pretty much next decade. Um, Meanwhile, the Blackfeet uh, got a hold of a different part of the federal government, and they got an analysis, uh, I got to get the name right here, um, to declare it a um, cultural and, sorry, I got too many pieces of paper floating around. Um, a cultural and historic district uh, that at at first was just to the lease areas and then it was expanded to the entire 130,000 acre Badger 2 Med. Um, So this was going back and forth in the courts. Oddly enough, the federal judge, a guy named Richard Leon, um, ruled in favor of Solenex arguing that the federal government had taken too long to cancel his lease, despite the fact that uh, Solenex hadn't bothered to get around to doing anything with its lease for the first 20 years it owned it in the the first place. Um, That uh, was taken up to the DC Court of Appeals and Leon's decision was overturned. Uh, Solenex uh, uh, had to go back to court, won another decision from uh, that judge Uh, saying that the appeals court was wrong (laughs) and so the uh, the proponents appealed again um, and it was about to go before the the appeals court when this settlement was finally reached last week so it's been a pretty long and tangled history
0: yeah and just kind of back and forth just like in the last decade so is there more to be said about why this place
1: is so you know important This was originally part of the Blackfeet Indian Reservation Uh, when the reservation was first negotiated um, back in the eighteen fifties. It went all the way to the Continental Divide, and over time and through various uh, negotiations, um, pieces of it were carved off uh, from the Blackfeet, uh, usually under fairly contentious circumstances, and the the Blackfeet never. Um, in their hearts, I guess you would say, ever really let go of it. Um, It's still a very significant area to them. They still do a lot of activities in there. Um, And they have intentions of resuming that. Um, During uh, the Trump administration, um, people may remember one of the first things that happened was uh, Montana Representative Ryan Zinke Uh, Right after he won re-election to his second term, uh, when Trump was elected in 2016, uh, he threw his hat in the ring to become Trump's interior secretary. And one of his first actions was to erase uh, the Bears Ears um, Grand Escalante National Monument and severely restrict its uh, acreage. And that grew into a sort of nationwide review of national monuments and a whole, he recommended removing or shrinking a bunch of them. But at the bottom of the report that he handed into the Trump administration, he included a proposal to turn Badger Tumed into a national monument. Hmm. (laughs) Um, That, however, as far as I know, never went anywhere. I don't think anybody actually proposed it but shortly thereafter um, the Blackfeet themselves proposed a um, a different kind of designation for the area that was not going to be wilderness it wasn't going to be a national recreation area it wasn't going to be a national park it wasn't going to be an addition to the reservation but it was going to have a set of federal protections put around it that would preserve its cultural characteristics, but also allow things like, um, cattle ranching or grazing or hunting or cultural Mm -hmm. activities. So it was going to be its own special creation. And Senator John Tester put a bill in to see about making that happen in the last congressional session. Um, I think it got a committee hearing, but didn't get much farther than that. Um, and as far as I know, it hasn't been re, uh, upped this session but now that this solenex thing is finally put to bed they may have the um spare time to go back to that project and see if they can bring it about
0: right yeah that's kind of interesting that you know a national monument designation although it would provide you know uh protections to the land uh for you know in perpetuity it would be at odds with some of the traditional use I would think that you know the Blackfeet tribe uh wants to maintain in that area um which is kind of an interesting tangent we could probably go down but um who I think it's pretty clear but maybe lay out who was involved
1: uh in the fight so a whole lot of allies came together to Uh, carry this fight on. Um, The Interior Department canceled the three uh, leases besides Solenex in in 2016 um, at the request of the Blackfeet and the Blackfeet Headwaters Alliance, the Glacier Two Medicine Alliance, the National Parks Conservation Association, the Bakuni Traditionalist Association, the Wilderness Society, and Wild Montana uh, were all involved. The final... uh, card to play in this thing came from the Weiss Foundation and Hans-Jörg Weiss, who is an international philanthropic donor to a lot of conservation causes. Um, And they, I understand, put up uh, the money that I haven't got the figure yet for that uh, paid this off finally. Um, But this brought an awful lot of people together and they hung together for literally decades um, trying to keep this land under protection. Um, this is going to be interesting to see where they move on to now that, uh, this, this campfire is finally put out.
0: Right. This seems like a major, major win, not only for, you know, conservationists, environmentalists, but, you know, uh, you know, indigenous folks in the indigenous cultural preservation world. Um, what, what happens now?
1: So now the, uh, focus i'm watching on is whether that uh, special designation area comes back um Ryan Zinke is back in congress and uh, i would not be surprised if i uh, saw something from his office saying he's going to bring that back he's had a pretty tight relationship with the blackfeet um or or uh, somebody else may bring it forward in some omnibus wilderness bill it's a uh, um it's a curious place ecologically. It's got grizzly bears and wolverines and uh, native cutthroat trout on the east side of the divide, west slope cutthroat on the east side of the slope. <laughs> Go figure. Um, and, uh, you know, a kind of a crucial area where the, the prairies suddenly turn into the Rocky Mountains. And those kind of ecotomes are really sensitive places for elk and deer and, and all kinds of other wildlife, um, that, you know, making sure that that area has some kind of special conservation protection is going to benefit an awful lot of, uh, critters and not just people.
0: So, I mean, I guess, as you said, the, uh, the campfire's officially out on this, uh, but. There could be some other stuff pop up.
1: There's always going to be uh, some interest in drilling for oil around uh, the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. Um, John Murray, Murray, the historical preservation officer, told me a long time ago that uh, every so often somebody will punch a well into the Blackfeet Reservation and they will get something that looks like it came right out of a Pennzoil motor oil can. Mm. It's so, uh, as, as the oil guys call it, it's so sweet. Um, but the geology there is hugely complicated. Finding the right spot to punch that hole is a, is a terrible gambler's roll of the dice. Mm. Um, which is why it hasn't seen, uh, the same kind of development that the Bakken has to the east side of the state. Hmm. But you may remember, you know, 19, in, in 2015, 2016, 2017, oil drillers were running all up and down the front, uh, poking holes and looking for um, opportunity there until they finally got that uh, uh, Rocky Mountain Front Wilderness uh, Act passed. The Her- through, yeah, the uh, Heritage Max Act. A, yeah. Um, and, you know, this is an extension of that. So it'll be something of a race to see whether you know the the old fashioned oil drillers can keep up with the new fashioned uh, renewable energy sources, um, because the wind blows like a, a constant windmill spinner up there, um, <laughs> which which is going to be the better uh, energy play. Um, in the long term, I think, you know, the, the potential for that becoming a much more of a renewable energy with a more uh, lighter ecological footprint uh, is pretty high.
0: All right, Rob. Well, uh, hey, thanks for coming on.
1: My pleasure, Tom. Always uh, good to keep things up to date. Thanks.
0: Montana Untamed is a podcast from the newsrooms of Lee Enterprises, Montana newspapers. Visit any of our websites or subscribe wherever podcasts are found.